I'm Kim Boo, the host of the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm bringing my years of experience as both a fan fiction writer and a professionally published author to the problem we all love to hate, the act of writing. You can't improve on something that doesn't exist, which means the most important thing you can do is simply write anything. Just write something. I'm here to help you do that. Right, we are here and we are back and we are late. I was originally intending to do podcasts every Saturday, Sunday, making them available by Monday morning for y'all, but I've been on vacation from my day job for essentially two and a half weeks now, almost three weeks. And I'm recording this on December 29th. I've been off from work since December 10th. And so I've like very stereotypically, it's a cliche, I have lost track of days. And so I got up this morning, and I was making my to do list. And I realized, oh, yeah, it's Wednesday, weren't you supposed to do something this week? So yeah. So here I am recording this on Wednesday morning, so that I can hopefully post it Wednesday afternoon. We'll see how successfully I do that. I've been spending a lot of time working on my online course out from fanfic. So that's taken up a lot of my energy and focus. I think it should be available by the first of the year. That's the goal. I've recorded all the modules and created the worksheets. So I'm really happy with how that's coming together. Once that's done, I'll redirect and focus on my next course, which is um, Whip Into Shape, Secrets of an Alpha Reader. And that is about finishing the stories that have been languishing. In other words, stories you've put aside, stories you become frustrated with, uh, stories that you know went off the rails, whatever reason, you put them aside and now you're trying to figure out what does it take to finish them. Of course, everybody says, well, just sit down and start writing. But if you already have a lot of a story written, there's a reason why you stop. So I'm going to be looking into that and um, giving you some tools on how to approach those kinds of situations because I have a lot of experience with that, y'all. I, you know I'm a pantser, all right? So, and you know that I tend to have more than one project percolating at a time. So what usually ends up happening, I was explaining to a friend of mine a phone conversation the other day, had that I get to the 30,000 word mark and stall out. There's a lot of different reasons for it, usually particular to the story itself. Sometimes, you know, life related things happen and I have to come back later and sometimes years later. I'm working on the Queen's Airy right now, which is um, a male, male, female dragon shifter fantasy romance. And I actually started writing that over five years ago maybe even longer. And I uh, yeah, hit the 30,000 word mark, didn't get anywhere on it. And I've thought of some solutions to the problems I had and come back around to it. Long way around to say I have a lot of experience with coming back to older stories and figuring out how to finish them. Oh, so much experience at that. But that is not the topic of today's episode. Today's episode is titled Negativity is Bad, Actually. 
which I think is kind of funny because don't we all know that negativity is bad? Like, what? is it is it really a good thing? I'm not a philosopher, so I'm not going to argue the pros and cons of how negativity might be able to be used as an incentive. Maybe, maybe if you like spite writing, you know, you want to write something to spite someone else, then maybe, maybe negativity is your thing. But this topic kind of came to the forefront to me over the past week because there was yet again another cycle on Twitter, on the social media, I think it started on Tumblr, doesn't it always, about people leaving negative comments on fanfiction. And fortunately, most of the discourse around that is people urging other people not to do that. Because fandom is a gift economy, a sharing economy, the majority of the time people are urging each other to be kind, to be supportive, to be encouraging, and not, you know, getting into a cycle of encouraging the trolls. Those people are out there. They really are. Which is why we have this discourse rear its ugly head every so often, because somebody is a jerk and leaves a rude comment on a fic, and then it blows up because it's just a rude and unkind thing to do. But I saw somewhere I did not save it, so I have no idea. Maybe it's just because it's been repeated so often. I think I saw it. I I don't know. But I was always thinking about the next episode of the podcast. I remember that I have read at times advice from people to to fan fiction authors to just toughen up you know usually the supporting argument to that kind of terrible advice in my opinion is that well if you were a professional author you'd have to deal with bad reviews all the time so what are you going to do just delete the bad reviews toughen up little trooper it's not that as a professional author you don't get negative reviews or just slightly unhappy reviews. You know, the difference between a one star and a three star and a five or six star is, is pretty profound. But here's the thing. I don't think toughening up is the correct or even useful response to that situation. Whether it's fan fiction or professional fiction. If it's fan fiction... I think your best bet is to simply delete those comments. Don't respond to them. Don't respond to people on Twitter. In fact, that's kind of true for professional authors. Don't respond. Just don't do it. But on the whole, the idea that you need to toughen up if you want to be a professional writer has been around for a very long time and kind of glorified, I think, in a lot of corners of the industry. We all know the story of the the ruthless editor with their red pen massacring the draft of some precious, precious novel that a writer has given them to shape up and fix. How the writer ends up with this manuscript that's covered in marks and criticisms and, and harsh words that you tear them down. And of course the idea is that they are being torn down to be built back up. But that's rarely part of the story as it's retold through the generations. It's just that you know, the editor was ruthless and sometimes cruel and you as the author just have to live with it. 
So one of my favorite phrases was coming up here. Uh, that's categorically bullshit, in my opinion. And most important reason to me is that tough skin doesn't make for sensitive authors. Vulnerability, emotional vulnerability, psychological vulnerability, our empathy, our compassion, that is critical for us as writers, to be writers. I don't care if you're just writing the most mass market genre fiction out there. You still need some level of empathy and vulnerability in order to make your main characters relatable to your readers. That's just a core quality that we must have in order to be successful authors, at least in my opinion. So you go around toughening up your skin and not letting anything get to you, then you're going to be cutting yourself off from a very important aspect of your creativity. Furthermore, focusing on the battle of answering or even just internalizing that kind of criticism and negativity makes for anger and shame and bitterness. Not only is that incredibly detrimental to your creativity, it's detrimental to you as a person. If you are writing fan fiction and posting it, there's no way you can really escape the comments unless you just turn them off completely, which if you're getting a lot of caustic comments or you've got a stalker or something like that going on, you're being harassed, might be your best solution. But generally, as I've mentioned before, just delete them and move on with your life. Focus on the good comments. Likewise, if you are moving in to be a professional author, that doesn't suddenly mean that you have to read every terrible review and learn from it. Don't read the reviews. Don't go to Goodreads. If you're an author, you're going to have to give up Goodreads. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to. You'll learn the hard way if you don't. Most of us don't go there because that is the reader's space. You know, I am a reader, so why wouldn't that also be my space? But it really opens me up to engaging with fans in a way that isn't really part of the social contract for me as an author. For instance, talking to fans on Twitter, where it's my Twitter account, and I can block people if they're harassing me or being a troll. They can block me if they don't like things that I have to say or they don't want to engage with me. Going into someplace like Goodreads or going onto a book review site to see what people are saying about your work is, in my opinion, breaking that contract, which is they bought your work, they read your work, that's it. That's, that's, that's the, that's the whole of it. There's no guarantee that they'll like it. And there's no right or wrong response for them to have to that text. And if you go on there and you read those reviews, oh man, we have seen so many situations blow up for authors because they got upset over a bad review or some comment that they felt was um, unjust and responded, and then it just all went to hell. Don't put yourself in that situation. Not just because it's bad marketing or bad public relations, but because you you don't need that in your life. Remember, that's the whole that's the whole point of this podcast. Negativity is bad. There is criticism you should care about, of course. And there's a couple of different versions of that. The first one is 
criticism from people you care about and who you know care about you. Ideally, this shouldn't just be your parents or your siblings or your own children or close family members, however you define it. It should be people like your editor, your copy editor, your beta readers. These should be people who care about you and therefore will approach being critical of your work with a mind to helping you and making your writing better while not hurting you and not putting you in a situation where you're going to feel victimized or antagonized or um, bullied or anything like that. Let me tell you something. There are a lot of great editors out there in the world. There really are. And if your editor or your better reader is making you feel bad about your writing, fire them. Just fire them now. Move on. Go to somebody better. I don't care how well recommended they are. It's not worth it. There are other editors out there who are just as good and who aren't going to make your life a living hell. So that is one form of criticism that you should care about. It's the people who care about you, who want to help you, who are working with you to make your writing better, making your story the one that you really want to tell and that readers will really enjoy reading. The other version of criticism that is important are people coming in to criticize you about things that are appearing in your story that you may not even be aware of, such as racist stereotypes, uh, representations of ableism, transphobia, misogyny, outright or internalized. And here I'm speaking as a white, cisgendered woman in America and understanding that even with the best of intentions, I am going to have elements of racism, elements of internalized misogyny, elements of negative stereotypes about different types of people in my writing that I didn't even see, that I didn't know were there. And people are going to call me out on that. And that's a criticism that's important to accept. And the difference is, and this is the important difference, when this kind of criticism appears in your life as a writer, you really need to step back and ask yourself, is this criticism asking me to toughen up and just take it? Or is this criticism asking me to become more sensitive and compassionate? In my experience, when talking about issues such as racism and transphobia and misogyny and ableism and whatever else you want to throw in there, people are pointing these things out, even if they're doing so in a way that makes you feel defensive about it, they are doing it to ask you to be more sensitive and compassionate and to be more open-minded and understanding to their lived experiences. And when somebody's asking you to do that, even if for them it comes from a place of anger or it comes from a place of frustration or disappointment, you may have a fan who really loves your stories and was really disappointed to see some element in there that was particularly upsetting or represents something very negative for them, Think about how they are asking you to look at it from their perspective and asking you to open your heart and your mind to 
be more compassionate and sensitive to the issue. Even if they're being confrontational and difficult to be interacting with for you because you feel defensive or you feel like, you know, they're not giving you a chance or whatever it might be, stop and think about what they're really asking of you. This all comes back around to my point that negativity is bad. Pointing out issues that are negatively affecting people like racism and transphobia and misogyny can feel like a negative situation to be in and can be a negative situation to be in in the sense of being embroiled in the criticism in the moment. But if the point is to ask you to expand your horizons and look at the issue from a different perspective, then that's something that will help you in the long run. It doesn't mean you have to engage with every person who's screamingly mad at you, but stop, step back from it. If you need to block people, you can do that. But even so, give it a chance to really think about Where is the negativity coming from here? Is the negativity coming from my unwillingness to change or my unwillingness to accept that maybe there's an issue that I need to address? Or is it just people being mean to me because they consider that fun? And as we all know, there are plenty of people out there like that, especially fandom. Some people seem to make a career out of it, honestly. I don't understand the uh, attraction of being a 24-7 troll, harassing people over which ships they like. Don't get me started on the whole anti-discourse because that's a huge issue and a lot of other people have spoken about it much better than I possibly could. But I don't understand what's rewarding for them about that. Like, I do know there are people who love conflict. For instance, I have had friends, many friends, who are lawyers. And boy, howdy, those people love conflict. They love arguing. They love, you know, fighting it out in the courtroom or on paper. They're, they're big into conflict. They're big into conflict resolution. They're big into fighting it through the courts. That's just their whole gig. And, you know, bless them. I'm glad we have people who are willing to be confrontational out there in the world because I am not one of them. The rest of us, though, especially I think the majority of authors, even if you're not an introvert, you're an author, extrovert, introvert, I don't think really applies to this at all. But I think the majority of authors have a certain level of sensitivity to issues surrounding anger and shame and bitterness, the fuel behind confrontations like that, which makes it particularly unpleasant for us and much more likely for us to internalize see if I can say that word right, internalize the feelings in a way that's counterproductive to us as authors. Our vulnerability, sensitivity, whatever you want to call it, is one of our greatest gifts, and it fuels our creativity. All I want you to take away from this podcast, if anything, is the idea that you don't have to toughen up. You don't have to just bear the brunt of negativity in order to be a successful author. Whether that negativity is coming from family, friends, editors, other authors, it's not really going to help you the way some people claim it should. You are allowed to simply walk away from confrontations. If it's a fanfic, delete the comments. If it's a review, just don't read the review. Move on with your life. And the most important thing, 
and this is what I always get back to, isn't it? Get yourself to writing. Get yourself to writing. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, stop listening to this podcast and go do that. Thanks for listening along. I wish you wonderful, productive writing days ahead. And hopefully you'll probably get another podcast in less than a week. Unless I forget it's the weekend again. I don't know. Happy New Year, y'all. Here's to a glorious and wonderful 2022. Thanks for listening to me ramble on about writing here on the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim New York, and I hope this episode has helped clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration. For more podcasts and other tools, including self-paced online courses, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com, no dashes, or email me at kimboo, K-I-M-B-O-O, at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, time to get some writing done.